Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I sometimes sing it and say Luke Moore. Oh, Luke Moore, you broke my heart, and now I'm dropping something. Aiken oh, for you. That song reminds me of driving through um, the outskirts of Kagoshima in Japan and um, heading over to a, um, a vending machine that dispensed um, pancakes. Erasure singles. creamy pancakes. And I was listening to Erasure at the time, and I was driving over. Um, and it was not a disappointment. The, uh, the 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 crepe dispensing um, vending machine. Um, that basically, what they'd done was they'd made crepes and they'd just sort of jammed them into like um, glass um, jars huh. and popped them in the vending machine like you would dispense something normally. And uh, bloody delicious. What's the shelf life on that kind of product? No, I, I think it was a mom and pop operation. To be honest, I don't think anybody. Um, I, I I don't think they had the chance to go out of um, out, out, out of date because I think they were being reserviced. Oh, okay, it's probably quite popular, and you haven't got to worry about it. They're selling like hotcakes, and you True haven't got that. to worry about it. Um, True that. Speaking of that, um, the um, the local <laughs> the local corner shop to where we live. Mm. Yeah, one of the one of the kind of great things, one of the great unsung things about London corner shops. Mm. I guess in New York they have the kind of bodega thing, don't they? But in London it's very much like corner shops. Mm. Um, is they quite frankly um, laissez-faire attitude towards products going out of date. Like yeah, and okay. the other day I was in one and I bought something and it was for my five month old son, by the way. Mm. Right, so it's a serious thing. Siggies, <laughs> yeah, cigarettes, right? Which I thought didn't go out of date. No, I was buying, I was buying a product that my five month old son was going to consume. Right, mm. out of date, three months. I was like, all right, mate, it's you know, it's out of date. Oh, is it? All right, yeah, cheers. <laughs> I felt like saying to you, you know, I could have fed that to my son. Yeah, but there's no point. He doesn't care. He's not bothered. zero waste, though, isn't it? Like I think we we're quite uh, we're quite less fair about our um, things going off dates, aren't we? Yeah, Apart I, th- from I sour think, cream. So I think so. You do. I remember when I worked at Safeway back in the day. I don't know if it's still the case, but back then you would get a thousand pound fine per item from trading mm. standards if that, for every item they found out a date on the shelf. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So it can be ruinous for a small business, I suppose. Mm. But. Um, I think generally speaking, you've got used by and you've got best before, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. Like, and, and generally, just give it a sniff. Give it a sniff. <laughs> give it a sniff. Trust your it's senses. Fine. Yeah. Good advice for life generally, actually. Mm. If you're not sure about something, give it a sniff. Give it a sniff. 
if if you are um, at the end of a long working day, um, you give yourself a sniff, don't you? And so yeah. go, am I, have I reached my best before date or am yeah. I used by? Do Is this... Where do I need to take a shower right now? Oh, I, I had a very, um, I was walking around an unseasonably warm village in the Cotswolds mm. last week, mm. um, because that's the kind of tedious man I am these days. And, um, about mid afternoon, I, I, I was like, oh, fuck, I, I think I stink. And then I realized I forgot to put deodorant on that morning, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Wi Fi I have access to, I said, Look, I haven't put deodorant on this morning, and um, she was like, Oh, okay. Um, she I don't st- care. You have already given me a child. <laughs> no, is that what she said? Is what she said? <laughs> should, we, should we just stay outside then? <laughs> should we just stay outside? Let's not not go inside anywhere. Nah, we can't. We can't go. We, we Could you not give yourself lunch. a little wash in the in, in the sink at That's... whatever place you were going to? We're in the village. We're in, out, out, out in a village. Out in a village. Right. What do you, want, what do you mean? What does that mean? What kind of question take, is that? Take your top off and wash your wash your body Where? in the stream. In the stream. Oh. Nice, that'd be good. Actually, there was a couple stream. of kids playing in a stream and it was quite yeah. an idyllic scene. Yeah, exactly. uh, Imagine if I just glumped in there, like top a off, like um, a really shit uh, tribute to uh, Colin Firth in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> children. Just giving myself a wash. Half-eaten ice cream in one hand. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, this is the Luke and Pete show. Thank you very Hello. much for tuning in. Um, Pete normally does the intro, but I've just gone off piece and thought I'll do it myself. Well, we, we had about five minutes talking about the who being wrongans, um, but before we started recording then we realised your microphone wasn't selected correctly so um, we, what can I say the about the stuff. who that I won't get in trouble for you um, know what I want to say what can I say I mean to be fair with that one band that's an accusation that has been levelled against at least one of their number repeatedly was he convicted he oh good register, this is good <laughs> this is great he was on the register wasn't he he was on, a, he was on a register he got put on the register I think yeah, so I mean, I guess he's got Luke, a... Luke shutting down as he go- furiously. I'm Google. fucking googling this because I, <laughs> I I knew a bit about it. Yeah, so uh, I have googled yeah. it as is mm. my want, and yeah. uh, he accepted the caution from the Metropolitan Police an investigation conducted in 2002, 2003, uh, and he was on the sex offenders register for five years, beginning in 2003. Nice. Okay. So well, that has now. that is something that's happened. That's um, can't can't deny that. Yeah. No. And apparently, he also you know plays a mean pinball. So. <laughs> I saw a really interesting tweet the other day, like about um, it was someone who sold bands in the British bands in the sixties and seventies, and it was like the Beatles. You know what? What kind of doors of perception can be opened when one takes LSD and you know yeah. uses that to fuel one's creativity? And what does it mean for the meaning of humanity? You know, Pink Floyd. You know, all this kind of amazing concept about like the passing of time and the meaning of life and all the rest of it. <laughs> the Who. Wouldn't it be amazing if a deaf and blind kid was really good at pinball? <laughs> <laughs> Solid. That's, yeah. that's why they're the sort of band who plays the Albert Hall uh, rather than the O2 these days, one would suggest. The Albert Hall's a, is an Albert Hall not a, a, a very kind of, uh, it's not, not a kind of feather in your cap? I, I think so, but I think um, they seem to play it a lot, don't they? I, um, I the rest of the politics play, play it a lot. Do they? No, and right, my dad wrote a porno have played it. Why haven't we played it? Do I know. mean, to be fair... There are small rooms in the uh, Albert Hall. The uh, duo Peacock and Gamble played it once, um, and then obviously... Yeah, but isn't Gamble massive? Not um, 10, 15 years ago when I saw them playing So the Royal Albert Hall capacity Albert is, is, is 5,200 people. Mm. That's so, a lot of people. A lot of people. It's a fucking great venue. We've we've done 1,020 times, though, so respect us. Most we've done would be, what, 1,200, I think? Yeah. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with being a fifth of the who. That's what I'd say. 
which fifth? Wait, hang on. <laughs> I like to, like to protect myself from that particular comment. What? Hey, watch that. Um, speaking of that kind of uh, caper, um, uh, rock and roll, good, clean, fun. Uh, the Savile uh, sort of um, oh, d- documentary with uh, is it a documentary. What do you call it? A docudrama. A biopic, um, isn't it? It's a biopic or something. Isn't it? Biopic. Um, biopic sounds too grand. Sounds so hagiographic. I think it, I would. I would say a dramatization. A dramatization. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Coogan's really good. He's really good at it. Like they're, they're, so loads a, of people have said that to me. It's a great piece of work, but after a weekend of watching the news as it is, I just had enough to be honest. Yeah. So I can't. I can't be watching this. It's yeah. just. It's just fucking. I'm just depressed. About it's it. like um. It yeah, takes but, a lot for me to be down about stuff, but you know, because I think you're permanently put. You're permanently down, aren't you? So like, it, it, to yeah, move the dial exactly, further is tough. To move the dial further. To but you, so so, um, a lot of people said to me, have said to me that they they started watching out of curiosity or whatever, mm. and then were just so hooked on how good Steve Coogan is, not it? Mm-hmm. That they just couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> which is an amazing testament to him really he, I mean by the way I think he's probably one of the more underrated um, actors in that kind of stuff like he's um, he's had a he's kind of like I don't think it really happened for him obviously in Hollywood but he's done enough stuff where you're like he he's good enough to play in a much bigger pool but he obviously yeah. finds himself back in the in the UK pool <laughs> I, th- I think so I think, I think um, so I, I think the reason he plays that Savile stuff type of thing so well is because he's obviously come out of impressionism right mm. so he, he he was started out as an impressionist that was like his thing mm. and um i remember because i what was it i saw him oh i'll tell you what i was i saw him in a few years ago i saw him in stan and ollie yes yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, he, he was good in that he was so good in that mm. and and I, I was like jesus he's actually a, a really good actor and the way that he all this all the subtleties that come along with playing alan partridge mm. so good I, th- I think I think with his characters, and I think why it lends itself to Savile so well is that he's his main popular characters have been like sort of slightly creepy older outsiders, and obviously Savile was the ultimate yeah, creepy older point. outsider um, for every part of his uh, of his of his. Would world. you say so? Yeah. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, I'd say yeah. I'd say the ultimate outsider. outsider, the ultimate outside, the the American badass Jimmy Savile. It's <laughs> quite a good PR of him, isn't it? You could say he was the ultimate outsider. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Would you also say Pete he was a convention and norm breaking person as well? Uh, yeah, lifelong bachelor. Um, <laughs> yeah. All that, all that good stuff. But I, yeah. I think, um, I think you know, if you look, so the great comparison between like Coogan as Partridge would mm. be Gervais as Brent, right? And I don't much shorter. Oh, run, and, though, and like, also and, much and in more Norway versatile, is it? No, really? a very much very one. I mean, it's a great trick. It's a fucking mm. great trick, but it's really one trick. Yeah. Partridge is is if you look at the longevity of how he's adapted the character, mm. and how he's got the character to react to like development developments in life generally, which just didn't exist when the character first started, but still kept it right on the money every single time. It's just got such a great understanding, and the two writers as well. It's the it's the Gib. I mean, it's the Gibbons. Yeah. I mean, that character was dead. Like uh, Partridge was dead for the longest time, and then the Gibbons joined and uh, could write Partridge better than him and Ianucci and Burnham or whoever. But do you reckon Ianucci just had other stuff to get on get on with? Yeah, but I, ju- I just think the character was done, and 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 the Gibbons just know how to just tirelessly. Um, right for that character, and that's why we've had so much partridge. Um, and it, it seems it doesn't look like it's slowing any anytime soon, which is good. So yeah, I haven't yeah. heard I haven't heard the most recent kind of audio stuff. No, no. Um, but I liked the first season of From the Oast House as well. I actually I I kind of um, 
I kind of, I wouldn't say I know him, but I occasionally speak to um, one of the Gibbons brothers because mm. he's a fan of some of the podcasts we make. And uh, I'd love him to do a show with us, but he fucking won't. Um, <laughs> he fucking won't. I, won't even got, I haven't even got to the stage where I've asked him. It's just embarrassing for all of us. <laughs> um, speaking, of, speaking of embarrassing for all of us, um, did you see, um, you wouldn't have seen this, but it's fucking hilarious. Uh, did you watch any of that YouTube boxer night on Saturday? Uh, I didn't, but I've seen some clips. Um, uh, it, it sounded like it was all just a big shame. It's um, bad. It was bad. It's, the thing is, the reason I'm laughing is because I was sitting there. I didn't pay for it. I always pay for boxing on pay per view yeah. out of principle normally because the boxers are so dedicated and it's dangerous. And I, I think they deserve to be paid, so I, yeah. I will pay them. Mm. Um, not and for also, that, that's not. Well, I'm not paying for that. Me. No fucking way. <laughs> yeah, I tolerate a lot in the name of entertainment, but I will not tolerate that. And, but the thing was, people are, because it's such a, what was interesting actually as well, is the kind of interesting part of it, is that because um, it's obviously aimed at young people, mm. they're influencers, they're obviously they're basically influencers, right? So the, the couple of observations for me, one is that um, it was amazing how full the venue was from very, very early on. Right, like people just don't have a concept of like a main event. With, I guess so they it's just not walk. something you always see with boxing either. Is no, it? definitely not. No, it takes ages to fill up normally. Mm. But the whole thing was fucking pumping at like seven pm. And given that KSI and Tommy Fury didn't fight uh, until like midnight, right? It's amazing, really. But also the second thing that was kind of interesting is that I'd be interested in how many pay per views it did because I just opened TikTok and every single person on TikTok was just having to add the TikTok up to their it's TV streaming screen. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah so you fair. could just watch it on that. Um, <laughs> I, li- I like that bloke who um, streamed um, a UFC a couple of years ago and on Twitch, and he just stood there with his um, controller pretending he was playing it. That's brilliant, <laughs> and he got away with it for the whole match, I think. But, they, but I, I, I watched um, <laughs> the two 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 of the big fights, well, we want to call them big fights, the two main event fights, I guess, mm. on TikTok. And, not, and the account didn't get shut down at any point. No, too bit. Well, it, these things take a little bit of time, don't they, I suppose? But anyway, it was so, so bad. <laughs> so bad. So it did a lot of hugging. It was a points loss. It was just end, fucking it? shit. Mm. It wasn't even anything approaching what boxing actually is. Right. It, do you know what it was like, um, Donnie? It was basically like, imagine if they build Soccer Aid as like mm. a really big, competitive, amazing yeah. sporting event, mm. and it had no charity element. <laughs> That's basically what it is, the boxing equivalent of that. Oh, yeah. they're doing this, this is really good. They're doing this for charity. Nah. I'm, I, I just sort of think, I'm, uh, you know, even worse than most boxing crowds, I would suggest if you did a thorough drug search at the O2 or wherever it was, um, um, there would be no one there. <laughs> There'd just be no one there. I, I, I would say that, a, a big boxing night in London or Manchester mm. or Birmingham or whatever, I think is the greatest concentration of cheap cocaine anywhere in the world. <laughs> it, and I'll include South America in that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the amount of people shoving like Ajax up their hooter. Right, <laughs> Not even bothering to get out of their seats in most no. cases. No, 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 no point. Um, but yes, anyway, that was something that kind of caught my eye over the weekend. And then... Um, on uh, Sunday, on the Sunday, Pete, I had little little drinky poos, didn't I, with my friend. Oh, and that's then, nice. Uh, yeah, you had a lovely uh, weekend then. That sounds brilliant. Didn't do any of the chores I was supposed to do. What, what were your chores? All the baby-related chores. All the baby-related I'm normally, I'm not really good at doing it. I'm normally really diligent. Mm. But a friend of mine was in town. He's in the US normally and I hadn't seen him for ages. So I was like, we're going to go for a few beers. Mm. And um, 
Yeah, and so then and things things went in a Donaldson direction, I would say. I'm not sure that's particularly fair because I was I was absolutely fine until Saturday night, and then um, the neighbour was having a, her fiftieth. So oh I yeah, went around and uh, car keys I, in the bowl was it? I had too many drinks, and then the next day I had to get up to come um, play and goal for football. And, oh uh, right, ship four goals in fifteen minutes. Not a great start to the match. Really, How many of them were your fault? I'd say one of them. I'm only little. The guy did chip me. <laughs> so were you standing like, on the line? Positioning, height, just all, all the good stuff. But uh, yeah. did you wet yourself at their house? <laughs> I didn't wet myself at their. Did you embarrass house. yourself well, at any point? Well, did you have spent, the fear the next morning. I'd spent Saturday. Um, I um, reacted with incredulity that my other um, uh, neighbour Neil didn't know that I had a radio career of some repute. <laughs> fuming, fuming. <laughs> How long have you been a neighbour of his? Yeah, well, he's just like I just, I just thought he did podcasts. I was like, I met Sarah at the radio. <laughs> So, yeah, but you, should, you were just one of the geese standing outside, weren't you? Exactly. Didn't didn't get a <laughs> with, with a four by three, four by three. No, is that a, what's what's the what's the headshots that people get? Because I remember. Um, I don't know. T- um, we used to when we when I used to leave um, the building uh, in in One Golden Square, there, there would always be people waiting outside. Um, is it Patsy Kenzer? Who was the one who was in? Um, yes, it was Patsy Kenzer. I think did a show. Right. Maybe, I think it was Patsy Kenzer. Anyway. For other, one of the other radio stations, and um, when you came out, there'd always be blokes waiting outside to get um, things signed. But they were like glamour shots from like the seventies or eighties, like her in a bikini when she was a like quite young. And it's just a bit like, why are you getting them signed? You absolute creep. Yes, yeah, so wasn't she that kind of? Wasn't she like a bit of a? She was like a. I mean, you know, in the eighties, wasn't it? She was like a. She's like um, a young. A model, I think. Yeah. It? Okay. I right. So yeah, I guess, but I, yeah. I, yeah, it was just it was just really creepy. It was really, very, but, but is, very is there an element of the commercial radio fan, local radio fan crowd that are a bit weird? I mean, you don't want to say that. You don't want to answer, do you? There's a lot of why. There's a lot of words there that that every part of that is depressing. Commercial <laughs> radio fans. I mean, who the hell gives a toss? But people are, though, aren't they? Uh, I I think you are remembering a bygone era, even for you. I think I would say nobody gives a shit about radio. So, like when I was at uni, <laughs> nobody gives a shit about anything. I would say when I was at uni the first time round, there were people there, um, and I did a bit of a, I did a few radio modules. There were people mm. there who were so into commercial radio; it was unbelievable. Mm. They had their own yeah. names, they had their own voices. They knew they wanted to host like the breakfast show on like Eagle FM or whatever. That mm. was their like kind of path. And one of them, one of them, right, used to spend the break time between lectures uh, reporting pirate radio stations to the radio authority. Nice, like it, because he because he was like, well, they've not got a license; they shouldn't be doing it. They shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, so I, there I, are people I, I out there like that. Well, there was then anyway. Yeah, there will be people who still like that sort of thing. I would say that, like, um, uh, surely they should just hand over FM licenses to anybody who wants them nowadays because nobody has FM radio so we should be able to just fill the airwaves with FM we should just broadcast the Luke and Pete show on FM that'd be so good pirate radio station that'd be so good <laughs> um, it's, it, that reminds me again to come back full circle of that Alan Partridge mid-morning uh, no that um, this time episode where Alan Partridge mm. goes to investigate chem sex parties yes, and he just meets that guy who's really into local radio <laughs> starts talking about like FM licenses and stuff a lovely moment that yeah, lovely moment. And, they just, and they just wake up on a heath yeah that's <laughs> right yeah. A heath that's why I leave you do the news on the hour and <laughs> it's just so it's just so funny uh, Peter let's have a quick break when we come All back right. I've got an email here from someone who was at a Ricky Lambert-fronted protest in Liverpool. Lovely so, stuff. Excited for that. We'll see you on the other side of this. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. We're back with the Luca Pete Show, and we are back with big news about a big protest in the City of Culture 2012, was it? Liverpool. Would they have done that to Liverpool in 2012 when we had the Olympics there? Might have been earlier, 2009 maybe? I can't remember. They all kind of share them around a little bit. It was 2008 apparently. 2008. Yeah, it was crowned as the 2008 Capital of Culture's recognition of the economic and cultural renaissance the city has undergone. Right. Since the decline of traditional industries, by which I mean went since the fucking Tories under Thatcher completely fucked them. Didn't, Uh, Didn't they take away, didn't they take away their classification as like a heritage site or something? quite recently because of Everton's stadium is that bad because <laughs> oh, really? that part of the port is I think designated as a, as a you know world site of heritage or something like that and because Everton have decided to take up so much of it for their stadium um, they've taken it away I don't think it's world heritage yeah. of course it's not a UNESCO it site is world only, heritage it is is it world heritage yeah I just right, looked okay. it up for you mate while you were talking there and it's, it's like you're, you're spot on UNESCO strips Liverpool of its world heritage status that's, bit, um, that's a big bit of like that's a big 
own goal, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> if you're Everton, you're like, yeah, thanks for that, Evan, but um, you have destroyed our UNESCO World Heritage status, which is amazing. Yeah, because apparently there's been an irreversible loss of the historic value of its Victorian docks. Pete, that's really mm. good. How do you remember that stuff? You can't I, remember I just, your fucking breakfast. I just like it when Everton fail at things. It's amusing to me. It's um, they're, it's, they're the little club that tries. I'm afraid. Sorry, Everton uh, fans. You're gonna. People come to this show for a respite from that. Uh, I want anyway, a Marcus Spell t-shirt. What do you want me to say? Oh yeah, you are. It's a very good... listen. I don't really like it when people talk about the attire on radio shows and podcasts. That's all you do. No. That's your full banter calendar. Monday, talk about someone's clothes because you're a, you're a frustrated footballer. You just want to talk about <laughs> what car people are driving and what clothes, what what uh, drift they're coming in with. Someone's committed several car related crimes in this show, and it's not me. <laughs> it's not. That's me. That's all I talk about these days. I just go about my business. I need a new car. Go and get one and get on with it. Don't <laughs> come tell anyone. Yeah, okay, and then you fine. you come into my house and frankly not being able to get over the fact that in your words. Your car is so long. So long. Oh, is it, so, so is that why I got a long car as well? I think it was, because yeah. I think a couple of weeks later you went and got one. But yeah, it could be related. It definitely could be related. I just want a nice long car, Luke. I yeah. I deserve a nice long car. It's a metaphor, isn't it? Um, <laughs> anyway, so... Um, oh, Roy's just put in the running order, Pete. Producer Roy's just put in the running order. We've got to do batteries. Got to do batteries. Um, That's fine. We haven't forgotten we batteries, got Rory. Rory, we've got loads of time, mate. Don't worry about it. Rory, you haven't got a microphone to defend yourself, mate, but we're across it. Across it, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Time, Rory. time is Wait, against Rory. us. I've got to get to the Huang. Rory. Scott got Wanker. in touch with. Wanker. Uh, go on, Carrick, you go, you go, Pete. Do, do your batteries first, then we'll do Ricky Lambert, right. as promised. Um, I do want to do a bit more chat about the city of Liverpool, because I want to see how much trouble you can get yourself in. <laughs> but we'll do, we'll do batteries for now, will we? All right, Scott. Scott has got in touch. Um, eventually found some potential new players after replacing batteries found in a knockoff Transformer car. My son got it for his third birthday. No mirror readily available, I'm afraid. It's a Hua Huang. Um, I think we might have had Hua Huangs before, but it's a very pleasing uh, word to say. Yeah. And also a very pleasing, um, straight down the line, to the point, logo. So we, we, we praised one of our listeners last week for putting a mirror behind the battery so we could see the battery in its entirety. Mirror with the battery! Yeah, nice. That was actually <laughs> quite good. Thank you. Can you follow it up? No, um, um, I think somebody did... Were Operation Ivy back together for one weekend only doing a tribute show to the bloke from the oh, specials yes this is a guy right. who died quite recently that handsome man I don't really know who Operation Ivy are uh, it is like a scar the, punk band or something. Uh, one of the founding members of Rancid and they sort of did oh, I mean they okay. did like one album and it, you know people get very excited about it but you go back and listen to that music and it's 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 not ideal is it better like, than An Outcome the Walls nothing's better than Outcome the Walls um, no it's just great yeah, fair it's enough. A great, um, almost perfect album that goes on for too long. So Operation, yeah, that's every album. Healthy body, sick minds. That's yeah, uh, one of theirs, and um, they did a song. Oh, no, it was on Time Bomb, was it? I can't remember. No, time it? Bomb is the old 97, time isn't bomb it? Is rancid. Got a time bomb in my mind, mom. Classic. What is that? Time Bomb. It's a classic tune. It's like a, it's a band, it's a band called the old 97. No, Rancid did a song called Time Bomb. Doom, doom, doom. Oh, okay. Doom, doom. So, so this is in, their biggest single, I think. So interesting, there's a brilliant tune mm. by um, a band called The Old 97s. Right. Right, um, called Time Bomb. Right, okay. And you should fucking listen to it. Unless I'm completely missing it and it's a um, it's a remake of, or a cover, but it's not, is it? Because the one you just sung is completely different. No. I'm going to send you uh, Old 97s Time Bomb because you'll absolutely love it. It's right up your right, street. Fine. 
Uh, they're like a kind of, um, I sound like a punk, a pop punk band from like the late nineties. Bombshell. I'm thinking of Bombshell, not Time Bomb. For fuck's sake, Donaldson. God's sake. Anyway, anyway, what were we saying? Oh, Hua Wong. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, Scott. Hua Wong, has this been going on? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, Scott, you're the second person to send in Hua Wong mm. after our friend Michael Friel sent them Good. in. Back, all the way back in August of 2018, he was emailing us um, about um, the original sleeve for the Blue Monday single by New Order. Um, nice, okay, fair. And he was talking about different albums being put out and then obviously being sold at a loss because they had different design, designs on mm. them. Michael also uh, referenced uh, the Rolling Stone Sticky Fingers in a sleeve which has got a working kind of zipper on the front of a pair of jeans. Um, I actually own that record with the original zipper. Um, I don't know if it's worth anything, but anyway, he he's setting Huawei on batteries. So you're the second person to send him in, Scott, but thank you very much for getting in touch. Right, okay. Lovely stuff. Um, we have got uh, one from uh, Keegan. Hello, Keegan. Um, how's it, lads? Uh, Big Feather Ramble and more recently the Luke Pete Show. First time emailing in. I'm a South African uh, living in South Australia, and I have been keeping my eye out for potential new battery brands. Um, I have uh, two batteries for you this week, which I'm pretty sure have not uh, you've not um, mentioned on the pod. I've recently joined the police service in Adelaide. Sorry, Luke, I know your opinion toward the man. Uh, I have found this <laughs> bad boy in an old operational police torch i present to you wolf eyes it's amazing wolf eyes great name um very chunk i can't figure out what um form factor that battery is what do you um, mean well it looks i don't it looks too big to be a double a and unless yeah chunk unless up. keegan has lovely um uh dainty dainty fingers um it's it's exciting um the second uh, battery is from a flashing musical unicorn bubble machine yes it is as annoying as it sounds that i bought for my daughter at the famous royal adelaide show that comes around once a year which i feel is right up pete's alley by the way after the batteries inevitably died a few days later when replacing them i found three judos inside fingers crossed judos and wolf eyes have not been sent in before thank you so, very much for those um, began Judo have been sent in before. Um, oh, dear. The, this is Keegan. Is you? You are the eleventh person to send in judos. Mm. So that's that one out of the way. But Wolf Eyes, we've never seen before. That's a new player, and I cannot nice, believe I like there's it. a battery brand there called Wolf Eyes. That's fucking great, <laughs> isn't it? So good. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to think of. Uh, there's got to be a Wolf Eyes. Um, I'm trying to think of a Wolf Eyes song, but I can't seem to. There, there have, probably have been a lot of songs about wol- wolves and their eyes, but I can't. I can remember the band Wolf Parade. Or Wolf so there Alice. is a band called Wolf Eyes, and they're very difficult to listen to. Okay, good. Good stuff. Like, it's well, like experimental stuff, basically. Ugh, gross. So they, um, they, 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 they do like noise rock. It's that kind yeah. of stuff. You know, you'd go to like an ATP, mate, and there'd be they're, a certain yeah. amount of bands there, and everyone would pretend to like them. They're it's the like ones that. that you wait to see, I don't know, Boris or yeah. the Walkman, and they're the ones who were on before. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yes, yeah, so, so that, I mean, that there is, I don't know any of their songs. I couldn't sing you one, um, which is a relief to everyone. But anyway, Wolf Eyes are a, a new player, so congratulations to you, Keegan. Thanks for sending those in. Who have we got uh, last but not least, Peter? Finally, for now, uh, Joe from Salford. Uh, hi, the Luke and the Pete. On my recent trip to Germany to visit old friends and watch some Champions League games, um, I've sourced a new entry for the B-Daddy, uh, Jadentag. Um, <laughs> Jadentag. 
Um, yeah. J-E-D-E-N Targ. Going back to the Berlin Club life chat, queues to get into normal clubs are insanely long. Going to Bergen now is really only the sort of thing that tourists and regulars uh, from the vibes uh, I got from friends living there. Um, so I would say it's a complete waste of time unless you know someone. So you can't basically get into Bergen if you want to get into Bergen, which is, is sad to see, to be quite frank. Our friend um, Ryan from Stadio, mm. he used to DJ Bergen all the time. Right. Okay. Nice. And um, I, I, I'm sure he let, I'm sure he'd let me go if I wanted, I, but I'd never wanted to. So I <laughs> never wanted. I chose not to. There's nothing in that for me. I don't want to be in a fucking nightclub at four in the morning. I want to be in bed. I know you, but you wouldn't be saying that 20 years ago, though, would you? Well, I didn't know him 20 years ago. Ah, good point. Okay. Yeah. Right. What, what am I doing? Would you not want to have a look, a little look around, check out the fire exits? I don't know. Just, just have a little. What's going on? Well, I don't know really. In there. Uh, I don't think, I don't think anything, nothing good's ever happened to me after like 4am. No. That's a new day then, isn't it? Has anything happened? Has anything good happened? Cause I mean, I, before 4am, not really. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the 6am uh, these days. I, I very much enjoy getting up, get up, up nice and early. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, well I don't have a choice in that these days, obviously as a, as a fairly mm. new dad. Mm. But um, the last three mornings, my son's got me up early. Mm. Early, well, not. I mean, not compared to some. He's a very good sleeper generally, but and it's actually been a pleasure because it's been yeah. very crisp. And yes, getting up, getting him in his little blue brown, sky, oh. getting him in his like kind of onesie and his suit, so he's nice and warm, wrapping up warm, and walking to the coffee shop literally as it opens and getting a, getting a nice cup of tea and having a wander around the park. It's lovely that time in the morning. That's yeah. much prefer- more preferable for me. But then I'm 43 years old, so what do you expect? Anyway, um, Joe, who sent Jaden tag. Um, you are the second person to send those in. Um, our friend Christoph sent those in um, from Germany as well, uh, back in January of 2020, uh, just just before um, just before COVID, I suppose. Huh. Uh, he also gave us a very intellectual uh, lesson about um, fictional works with different endings, taking in um, all sorts of various examples. Mm. Um, but yeah, so good of good on you, Christoph. You are the first person to send Jed and Tag. Commiserations to you, Joe. But thanks for playing the game. We reward all competitors here because we're very, very happy to uh, to hear from them. Before we go, let me just squeeze this Ricky Lambert email in, Peter. Yeah, as promised. Um, before Rory cruelly tried to stop us, um, David Humphreys has been in touch. So should I give people a quick bit of background? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's qu- quicker the better, but yeah, definitely. All right. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, Ricky Lambert's mad. So, uh, <laughs> that's it. All right. Is that all cool. you need? We're on. Yeah, that's yeah. all we need. And he tried to lead, a, <laughs> he, led, he led a protest at Liverpool Town Hall about 15 minute cities. Because yeah. he thinks that people are going to be fined for leaving their zone. <laughs> he does, he does doesn't he? I, do you just think he's like a frustrated sci-fi writer? Like he could have gone either way. He could have written a like a you know like a. I don't think he's much of a writer to be honest. <laughs> uh, but he, I mean, there was a really interesting article about him on the on the Athletic. For those of you listening, who have got a subscription, trying to explain how he's come to this situation, how how some footballers are particularly susceptible to a massive distrust of authority, mm. which lends it to this kind of thing. And it's worth reading. It'll give you a much better background than I could. But anyway, mm. he led this protest at Liverpool Town Hall. David Humphrey's been in touch. Thank you, David, for getting in touch. He, he says, hi, lads, hope you will. Long-time listener and twice-successful battery contributor. Currently eyeing up a third, but that's a story for another time. But I was <laughs> listening with interest to Luke mentioning the 15-minute city protests at Liverpool Town Hall. In a recent episode, as I was actually there, I'm a local democracy reporter for the Liverpool Echo, meaning I cover all kinds of city council business. As a, a democracy result, democracy reporter. 
Now, yeah. that sounds like something that you would see in a Judge Dredd film or something. That sounds like something that, as a job, would have been a position made redundant 10 years ago. <laughs> what's happening with local news. So congratulations to you, David. For the one town in which you're yeah, allowed to still do it. For fighting the good fight. Uh, David says, to sum it up quickly, it was absolutely mad. Lambert turned up late, posed mm. for, a pic- for pictures with a weird Canadian who has been arrested for sending death threats and anti-Semitism, as well as a council candidate who used a video to call me David Humperdinck. <laughs> I've attached the links to various stories I've done on this. Sadly, it doesn't include the time I was called an enemy of the people, but I have included a screenshot of me from one of their batshit videos where they said I was reporting lies. Love to the family, David. Um, so David's actually on the front line of this, Peter. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's got, fighting he's, the good he's got fight. his little business lanyard, his reporting lanyard. He may as well just have one of those hats with the with a with a little card in it saying press. Yeah, that would be great. And what David's done there is a fatal error, isn't it, in this kind of mm. thing? Because what he's done is actually reported uh, quite responsibly what's actually happening. Yeah, uh, which and, people and of that persuasion don't really like of, very much. Because uh, when 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 a mirror like a, a great battery brand from Luke and Pitchell's past um, gets held up to. A lot Society. of these protests. I think even yeah. the protesters go, ah, we don't, we, we don't, we look quite discordant and chaotic. Uh, can we get back? For, can we get back home for bargain hunt? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. like, if you're at a protest where nine times out of ten someone's got a tinny on the go, I just, I just, it's never a good I protest. Think that's, is I think it? that's judgmental. I think that's, what makes it, I think that's what makes it a good protest. <laughs> a bad protest is if people got a set of Marks and Spencer olive, olives, olives on the go or something. Right. Okay. Fair. If you're not listen, if you're gonna do it, do it properly. Get stuck in. Get stuck in, have a can. Get six stellars. <laughs> but the thing the thing they complain like I, I kind of When when I was at the uh, when I was at my um neighbour's fiftieth, um she did buy in uh, Tiskies just for me. That <laughs> is, is lovely. It's, it's a it's a lovely but a, a low blow emotionally, I think. I, I think it's a dig. Yeah. It's like one of those things at the same time is like, this is a really thoughtful thing, but you're also passing quite a lot of judgment on my character there. <laughs> um, yeah. My, my neighbour was saying to me uh, yesterday that uh, he was at a family party, right? And there was a massive row between two of his wife's uncles because right. one of the uncles turned up to the other uncle's house, which is where the party was, with uh, six beers. Uh, obviously, bring, you know, bring, a, bring a bottle, bring a beer or whatever. Put them in the utility room. Um, then spent the whole party drinking other beers, and then when he left, he took the six beers back with him. <laughs> and, the other, and the crap. uncle whose party was was like chasing him down the street. Fucking give him back. It's pretty unedifying. Yeah, it is. It's not but it's, but this, yeah, a man's got to have a code. A man's got to have principles. <laughs> On that delicate note, let's get out of here, Peter. Tell the people right. when we'll be back. Tell them when they're going to hear from us next. Oh, when they least expect it, as long as that is um, very much Monday morning at um, 5.30 or whenever this show gets released. Um, so check us out in your in your uh, Apple Podcasts or your Spotify's or your Amazons or however you listen to podcasts. What do you use at the involved. moment? I flitter um, skittishly between Spotify and um, Google Podcasts. So uh, sometimes I'll flirt with YouTube, but uh, I'm not watching the, uh, the video because, quite nah. frankly, most of the podcasters I like are horrific to look at. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. I, uh, I, um, I like Spotify as a, as a user interface. Yes, um, yeah, not a massive fan yeah. of them as a, of a, of a, as a company, but I, I like the the interface. I think that's good. I've got that slicked mm. slicked out very well. Mm. Yeah, um, and I occasionally listen on Overcast as well. Overcast, or, okay, or yeah, to, that's yeah. always one of those kind of fringe concerns. 
with well, for me overcast that's enough about Ricky Lambert I reckon Ricky <laughs> Lambert listens on the overcast for sure oh he did he did it was overcast he'd blim chemtrails alright then let's get out of it we'll be back on uh, Monday Look I reckon he uses right. signal all the time see ya <laughs> Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum.